Welcome to the Pacific Point Church Podcast, where we're learning to love and live like Jesus. During this half hour, we're praying that God will direct, encourage, and speak to you. If you would like to partner with Pacific Point Church and our church plants, you can download the Pacific Point Church app at the App Store or visit us at pacificpointchurch.com give. At that same site, you can also watch and listen to previous sermons, read follow-up blog posts and extended notes, and even connect with Pacific Point Church on social media. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. So we are uh, in a series. How's everybody doing? Good. It's good to see you guys. Love that you're here on Memorial. You could be out in the, the, the rainy, rainy day there. It's supposed to rain today. It's crazy. Hawken, uh, when's your last Sunday around? Next week. Okay. That's not, no pressure that you have to be here next week, but, um, but I want to pray for you and, and send you out as, as you go. So if you're not planning on coming next week because you have a crazy weekend, let me know and we'll pray for you today. I uh, don't like putting people on. Anybody else can put on the, Eddie, you're just going to walk around all, all, what the? What kind, of, what kind of church you running here? <laughs> hey, uh, we are in this series um, around something that I think everybody needs to know about. But I, before I get there, I'm ahead of myself. This is who we are as a church. If you uh, haven't been here long, maybe you have been here long, this is what we believe who we are. Uh, we're trying to learn and love like Jesus. Just be a little bit more like Jesus. Many of you are nowhere cl- close to that, and I'm all right with that. You're like, no, I, I, I am in this, this journey. We're all in this journey. And it's all about this, a relationship with God, relationship with others, and then the ability to share our stories. I mean, sharing your stories, the power of a story of Debbie and Rick and the family's story um, brings hope, the hope of Jesus. And, and you being able to share your story is, is crucial. Next week, we're starting a series. Um, don't miss it. Uh, it's on holiness. Holy. What does it mean? What is holy? Holiness. And, and um, in that, I want to address some cultural issues. Because when we talk about abortion and we talk about, uh, gosh, pride and, and leadership, all the things that we're seeing here today in this nation, um, it's, it's this key that is allowing the craziness to go forth because there's no holiness. So I, I want to unpack that. There's so much there. And I, in fact, to really uh, excite you about next week, we're, we're going to dive in a little bit of Leviticus, all of your favorite. You guys love Leviticus, I know. Uh, it's, it's so good, all those names and rules. and But there, there's there's... There's a, a means to the, the beauty of God's mind when that book was wrote, written, and I want to kind of start unpacking that and be here next week. Uh, what does God want? That's what we're in right now. This, we're finishing up the series about what does God want, a divine direction in your life, which is, uh, I think, applicable to every one of us, because we're always asking, what's next? What does God have for us? I'm in the right God's will. Am I not in God's will? Or what? You know, all those questions that we might ask ourselves or one another. And I am excited to say, and we'll let you know next week, that um, we, we will have the whole series up on our website, which is a gigantic accomplishment for this inept online cloud guy that loses numbers on his phone every other week because I don't back up and I ruin things. So we are, it's, this is a huge step for this church. We actually have our messages online so you can actually listen to them. So we, by next week, we'll have this hold together, this package of four that you can go back and listen to if you would like to. But we have talked about in the last few weeks a few things. Who before do and why before what? Who is Jesus before you go and do what you're doing? And why do we do is more important than 
understand what we do. And if you don't understand the why of what, of what you're doing, you get it all backwards, then what you're doing may not be what God has called you to do. And then the second week, we talked about walking, asking, and deciding. We said this, when you walk with the right people, that will tell you the truth, that will guide and direct you. When you walk with them and you ask God, you ask him for wisdom, and you make decisions, your decisions are godly decisions, or you have a better shot at it at least. Last week, we said you've got to trust the process. This spiritually compelling, uh, it, it, it is, is the Holy Spirit um, pulling us into what he's called us to do. Certainly unknown, not knowing what it might look like. Some of us stepping in decisions, we just don't know what it's going to look like. Predictably hard. Let me tell you, this life is not easy. And when you walk in the purposes of God so many times, it's going to be hard. And then uncommonly confident is when you're able to sit in this word, know who you are in Christ, walk in the difficult things and watch what God might do, the miracles that he might actually do in your life. I want to finish it this week with this. Simplicity. Step one. Step two, just, just the simplicity of a step towards something, towards the decision. What we said in this series is this, no decision, indecision is a decision, and it's the worst decision that you can make. So I, I want to encourage some of you in this just step. I love this, this quote from a sissy. It says this, start doing what's necessary. Did you lit literally laugh at that because that, I said that, a sissy? What, are you 12? Seriously. They, are you like 12-year-old kid in here? It's his name. It wasn't even a joke. And you're, okay, it's painful. We have lowered the bar. I guarantee, what's my patent line? I guarantee nobody at Saddleback is laughing at that word today. They're just like, start doing what's necessary, then what's possible. Then suddenly you're doing what's impossible. But it's that step. A willingness to take that step. How do you do something big? Step one is faith. Step one is faith. Step two, step two, start small. Just start small. And I want to go through that today. We're going to read from Matthew 14. And we all know this, this story here. Uh, and it says this. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. Now that, that whole thing, that's a trip. He's wa this walking on, on the water. We love that, that story, that picture. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come out to you on the water. Come, he said. And Peter got down, got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, and he was afraid, and began to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, uh, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Let me pray. Father, th this is a, a moment, God. And so many, us, many of us in here, God, have to make some decisions. And if it's not today, we will in the near future. And God, we want to be right in the middle of your will. So I pray that you would speak to us today through your word, through the truth of your word, and that you would give us wisdom, Father God, and that we would truly walk with men and women who would direct and give us wise counsel. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.
The story of Jesus walking on water appears in, in three of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and John. But only in Matthew do you see Peter walking on water, which is amazing to me. Think of your, if you're with Jesus and you see this miracle, I would have thought that was in every one of the synoptic Gospels. Every one of them had that account. But only in Matthew do we see that Peter actually walked on water. Uh, how do The question we have is how do you do something big? And, and, and step one in doing something big is faith. Faith is simply taking that step. The faith that you and I need and some of the things that you need to do is literally just that one step. The simplicity of a step is so huge in our lives, yet so many people are paralyzed that one step seems like this major gigantic thing that just they can't do. And for some of us, you just need to, that next step that next step for the new job, the next step in a, re- a new relationship, the next step in your marriage. For some of you, there's a business, there's, there's something that God has called you to do, and, and, and you just got to take that step. For many of you, us, there's an addiction that God has called you to conquer. There's some pattern in your life that God's going, I don't want you to do that anymore. And yet you're overwhelmed by the monstrosity of it. And all God is saying, just take a step. Just take that one step and see what I might do. For some of us, writing a book with all the wisdom and knowledge that they have, and it would just that, that's, oh, I'm not talking to you, but someone out there, my wife has words in her. She is this Right, I don't know if you follow her on Instagram. Let me get you some more followers. What are you? Chris <laughs> underscore blue. Get her some more followers. She needs it. Um, but I, I keep trying to, <laughs> just, just that step, which I know you're doing. But in, in, in overall, what I, I, all those are true, but what I really want to, to grab a hold of is this. The next step that you and I need to take is to trust Jesus with everything. It's the step of this isn't mine. None of this is mine. The ability to write a book, the ability to start a new business, this marriage, your children, whatever it is, your money, your houses, cars, whatever you have is not yours. And that Jesus wants us to trust him with every aspect of it. And just take steps. Step one in faith, we see. We've got to stop walking in fear we got to stop. It says this in verse 26. They were terrified. They were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out of fear. And, and, and time and time again, there's, there's this fear that just binds us up. And, and that step can't be taken because it, it so has us in a stranglehold that we can't even get loose to get there. One of the things that I didn't even talk to you, I was going to talk about it, but hey, we're here and you're there and I have the mic and you don't. So let's talk. Um, You know, the reality is, and Chris is one of the things she said is, what if no one reads it? The fear of what if no one, is that true? Am I saying, okay, (laughs) you've said that. And I'm going, I don't care if anybody reads it. They will, and it'll be phenomenal. But that fear, that just, ah, that next step, how many times can you look and go, the fear that has bound me up from stepping into whatever it might be, that adventure that you might be called to be on. They were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out of fear. And, 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 and there are times in my life, uh, terrified is, is probably a little exaggeration, probably for some, but there's fear of, okay, 
this church, doing this church thing again, after doing all the other churches, after all the fun stuff that happens in church and the great people in church that love the pastor and, and just, you know, you, you make so much money and you just, you live in big houses and drive great cars, of course I'd want to do it. That, those are, that was all sarcasm. Okay, just clarify. Any of you, just come on over and you can see my yard that's dead and, and my backyard that hasn't been done yet. And I thank God for my wife because she makes everything look beautiful. My, my point is, is this. There's fear. God, is this what you're called to? Some of you in the middle of a relationship, marriage, have this fear. God, are you, you going to heal this? God, can you really make this right? Some of you are in the middle of financial trouble. God, how how can I do this? Step one is that just that faith. In verse 29, it says, when Jesus commands you, you obey him. So in, in making a decision, God is constantly speaking. And we see with Peter, he says, come, he said. And, and when Jesus commands you obey, for some of us, for me, for uh, on many occasions, where it, maybe it's not the fear thing. Maybe it's God going, do it. And I go, I don't want to do it. He call, he's calling us into something. And it's really just about obedience. Maybe in a marriage, it's dying to yourself. And Jesus is saying, die to yourself. Step and see what I might do. But we say, I, not me, her. She's the problem. She's the one. Or reverse the roles. He's the one. He's so dang selfish or whatever he might be. Because that's not me. And God says, obey me and lay down your life. He said to Peter, he said, come. And it's just that, that step. Step one of faith. Doubt isn't always an issue. Obedience is. Look, we, we, we look through scriptures and we see doubt, 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 doubt. Did God really say that? The, the Genesis 3, the first creation, the beginning of creation. And, and, and Eve is there and, and Adam and there's the apple and there's the snake. And, and he says, look, eat this apple and you will, you know, did God really say that you shouldn't eat this apple? Did he really say and, and, and here's the problem. There was doubt. And, and in your relationships, in your finances, in these things that God has called you to, and every aspect of it, there's doubt. But doubt isn't the issue. Doubt comes. Doubt comes from the enemy who says and whispers in your ear, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. You got to do this. You got to do it. Don't do this. Don't do that. Go do that. Do this. But the issue isn't doubt because doubt comes and goes. The issue is obedience. Lord, if it's you. See, Peter, there's this, is it, Lord, is it you? And, and, and for this church and, 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 and things I've done, I'm like, God, is it really you? Are you really saying this? Lord, is it you? Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. That's, that's an interesting statement. Tell me to come to you, which, which indicates this that God is calling you to something specific. Come to me in your relationship. Come to me in this new business. Come to me in this job. Come to me in your finances. Come to me in whatever it is. Not just step out of the boat, but take a step and come towards me.
Faith unleashes the supernatural. I love this one. Step one of faith. Faith unleashes the supernatural. And, and, and this, this book, this Bible, it's, it's this filled with the supernatural. It's filled with God doing miracles. It's filled with God change from Genesis to Revelation. It's about this, this God who loves me so much that he chases me down, that he comes after me in all of my stuff and all of my crap, everything that I am, everything that you are. God pursues us. Genesis 3, again, when they fall, it, God's there and he says, where are you? He's, it says he's looking for them. He's constantly on this pursuing binge for you and I. And this supernatural thing that things that take place when we go, God, here I am. So many Christians never experience because they don't take the step. Making the decision to do this, if I say no to this, if I go, nah, I'm not going to do this church, I, I, I never meet this man. Now, God's big enough to. To, to lead you to the Lord through some other idiot other than me. But I, I never have this relationship. I, I say no. The supernatural of watching your life change. And I go, gosh, Jamie and Jen, i never meet you if I say no to the church thing. I, and, and see what God, I, it's Mark, I can go right down the, the line person after person after person. And, and that supernatural, just God moving. And time and time again, when I say yes to God, when he calls me into something, I see him do crazy, crazy miracles, including this church, including uh, living in California with, with how many people are Eight people in our house, with several in private school, in a house that I, I can't afford to live in. And the supernatural of God said, you say yes, I'll take care of the other stuff. But it's, it's that ability to take that step and go, okay, God, what are you going to do? And some of you out here today, God's saying, come on, take the step. Take the step. Let me show you who I am. And we go, ah, I don't know. Maybe you're not who you said you are. No, he's not. He's greater. Even bigger. Even bigger. That supernatural that takes place. When we trust God and go, okay, I'm going to take a step. It says this in verse 29. Then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on water and came towards Jesus. It just, what is that like, stepping on the water? Some of you need to experience that. God's calling some people in here to experience that step. And wait a second, it's holding me. It's actually holding me. I'm walking on water. Some of you are making big life decisions and it's that step and you can just feel God holding you and it's so good. And in our decisions, God goes, just, just, some of you need to take that step. Let me, I'll get real personal here since we've got a packed crowd and I could thin you out for next week real easy here. Ye a little faith. I didn't even touch the chairs back there because I'm like, Memorial Day, nobody's coming. But I love it. Now you guys are all packed in like sardines. I love it. Um, let, let me, step of faith, okay? I'm going to go right to money. 
it even got quieter. I don't know how quieter it could get. Giving. Trusting God with your finances. I'm never coming back to this church. Okay, let me make it even worse. Your sex life. Your marriage. Going, okay, God. (laughs) What God might do if I just took a step and did what this Bible said? What might he do with my finances? And I'm not talking from a place of, oh, you know, just... I just I'm a preacher, that's why I'm talking about I, 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 I live it by God's grace. And I watch him in his faithfulness over and over again. Over and over again. It's getting quieter. Okay. Step of faith. I love this. A little faith is better than no faith. I mean, Jesus goes, ye of little faith. I, I, I would love to have been in that conversation just listening. Because there's, there's, I, I wonder if he chuckled a little bit after he said it. Oh, ye of little faith, you idiot, come on. But where were the others? At least he had a little bit of faith and he stepped out. He may have sunk a little quicker, but let me tell you, the other ones were sitting in the boat doing nothing. That's the church. You got the 12 and you got the one who's willing to step a little bit. And even though he wrestled with the doubt and he sank a little bit and Jesus had to rescue him, at least he got his butt out of the chairs and he took a step. How many are coming next week? Seriously. So I can prepare my heart. (laughs) It's not about me and I don't care. And that's why I, I do care. Obviously I care. But I've seen God's faithfulness when you step out in these areas. I've seen what he does when you, when you give like he says to give. I've seen what he does when, you, when you, you love well. I've seen God's faithfulness. I've tasted, I've experienced it. And many times I have just a little bit of faith. And God goes, okay, I can work with that. I don't want to stay there. Many of us stay there in that little faith thing. But I, I can only imagine Jesus, okay, you guys, gosh, you just don't, you have little faith. But I think just that little faith is, is better than no faith at all. Here's an interesting question as I was wrestling with this. At what point does it become sin? Let me, let me clarify. All the things that, that you are personally wrestling with, the decisions that are, that are, are coming out, that you, you're, you need to make. There's a point of disobedience to the choices that God is asking you to make, the decisions you make, that it becomes sin. Does, it, does that make sense? There's a point where, where God has nudged you, and you know he has. He just said, and he's, all he's saying is, take that first step, like with Peter. There's a point in our lives, in your marriages, in your finances, in your giving, in your jobs, with your children, with your, with your, your housing, whatever it is, where, where it becomes sin because we're not obedient to what God's calling us to. Anybody there? I, I want to see you, us walk in the fullness of what God has called us to be and do in this word. You know why? Because it's unbelievably, incredibly, just supernaturally amazing. It's just, it, God just grabs a hold of you. 
it's walking in those decisions. It's having men and women around you who are willing to tell you the truth when you're an idiot. It's having men and women around you that are willing to grab you by the back of your shorts and pull you up and go, I'm with you. That's kind of a weird analogy. <laughs> That's like one of my kids, you know, used to pull them up by the back of their shorts. It's having a man or woman around you that says, no, 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 you don't think that way. This is what God says about you. It's being a man or woman that searches these scriptures for the promises of God and asks for wisdom. It's being a man or woman that's willing to take that step to see what God might do. And you may just kind of start to sink, but you, you just keep your eyes. At what point is it sin in your life? I can't answer that. I can answer for my own things that I haven't done that God called me to do that are sin. But I, I want you, to, when you leave here today, I'm not done, don't, don't get up and leave yet. I got another 30, 40 minutes in me. I'm kidding. But, but I, when you walk out of here today and you think about, ask yourself that question if there's something that God's called you into. All right, let's shift then to the second part. How do we do something big? Step two, start, start small. Uh, you know, start small. My, ho my whole life, um, my whole life as a kid was play hockey, play hockey, play hockey. It started really small. It started with my dad seeing a picture of a hockey player, knowing nothing about hockey, and taking me to the ice rink and getting me skates. From there, it went to me falling and hitting my head and my dad saying, hey, maybe I should get him a helmet. <laughs> right? And then just kind of started in, let's go play in this league and I'll coach. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll sit on the bench and tell you guys what to do. That's what he did. My dad coached. It's it just these small little things that led to 20 years later, I was five, 20 years later to this big thing for me, being in, in, in playing my first game in the National Hockey League this little thing to this big thing. And yes, I, I dreamed about it, but, but it was about the next step. I had to make the next step before I'd ever get to that step 20 years down the line. And, and, and you don't have to have the faith to finish. Some of us would go, oh, it's so overwhelming. So overwhelming. How am I going to do this? It's so big and massive, and, and you don't have to have the faith right now to finish. You have to have the faith to start. And the enemy comes along and he says, you'll never do it. You'll never be it. You can't conquer that. You can't overcome that. And you never have the faith to start. And you never experience the supernatural. Because the enemy just binds you up. Just, uh, how old were you first skated freeze? Five. I just, and just little step here. Little step here. Next thing you know, he's got a Stanley Cup. You suck. Gosh. <laughs> Don't worry about the finish so much. Worry about the start. Just start. Start today, tomorrow. Just start. Just that step. Dream big, start small. I don't know who said this, so I said it. Dream big, start small, but most of all, start just start, make a decision, start. How do you do something big? You start small, get out of the boat and into the water. 
I am calling you as a church. If you call this your church, if you call me your pastor, I am calling you to get out of the boat and step on the water. What must that have been like? Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on water, and came towards Jesus. Now, you know, it, when he called to him to come out, you know, he didn't do a triple gainy and a backflip and all these things. It was just, you know, and we think that the start is these big things and big rockets and big blah, blah, blah. And it's just, he stepped out of the boat, he realized it held him, and he walked again. But he walked towards Jesus. He walked towards Jesus. If you stay in the dreams that God has called you in and you walk towards Jesus, it will hold you. It will sustain you. It doesn't mean the storm isn't coming because the storm came. But if you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus in this process of making a decision and walking it out, he will sustain you. Look for Jesus and keep looking to Jesus. See, this is what happens so many times in our Christian walk. Yeah, I took that step, and the winds came. It didn't go the way that I thought it would go. We're two years in on this church. Two years in. Three years? Is it really? It only seems like 15 with you people. Um, <laughs> sorry. We're in. See, I can't even keep. Yeah. yeah. Look, my friends and the people I train to do churches, they, would, they, they, they joke and laugh at, at the church. Not at the church, but they're like, how come you're still, you know, this or that? I'm like, I keep my eyes on Jesus. Here's what I've said about this church, just to let you know. Two things. When there's no more people and no more money, I'm out. And you guys keep coming. And all I say, that's, that's what I say. God, no money, no people, I'll go do something else. But if there's still money and there's still people, I'm coming. I'm coming. And, and, and I look for Jesus because he's called me to do this. And I keep looking to Jesus when he calls me to do this and you guys skip on Sundays. Oh, this is good Catholic guilt today. <laughs> but when he saw the wind, he was afraid beginning to sink. See, it's, it's not about being afraid. Although God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us a, a sound mind. But, but it's, we're fallen, fallible, finite people. Fear is going to come. Doubt, those things are coming. It's just the way life is. And, and we begin to sink. And so many times when we begin to sink in whatever it is God calls us, we just completely bail. As opposed to, where's, where's that point? Where's that point I've got to look to? Jesus, that's the point. And, and we're this way. Where's the point? Go back to that point. It's Jesus. When your marriage is completely upside down all around, where's the point? The point is Jesus, the cross. When, when your finances are upside down, your problem or not your problem, or you did it or you didn't do it, look, find that point that is Jesus and fixate on it. Watch what Jesus might do. See, because at the end of the day, you can do one of two things. You can worry or you can worship. You can worry or you can worship. Verse 33, then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly you're our son of God. That's the question that has to be answered. Am I going to worry or am I going to worship? 
The question that has to be resolved in your soul at the deepest part of your spirit when, when things are crazy and going south is this question that we ask all the time. Is Jesus Jesus? And if Jesus is Jesus, can I trust him? And if Jesus is Jesus and I can trust him, then all the stuff that I can smell, taste, and see going around me isn't the issue. If, if we can resolve that, is Jesus Jesus question, then all this stuff, and I don't want to minimalize stuff because there's a lot of pain in the world. Physical, mental, and spiritual pain. So I'm not minimalizing that. Hear me when I say this. But I know this. I have been, we have been on our knees and to the point of, all I got is Jesus. Are you enough? And I've watched him time and time again be enough. Time and time again be enough. Do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Look, whatever that step is God's calling you into, you go, ah, it's just a step. Yep, it's just a step. It's a step that's taking you to the right direction. And God says, I don't despise small beginnings. God says, I don't despise small beginnings. In fact, just take a step. Let's see what happens. God says, watch what might happen. And, 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 and today, even here, when I look at what Rick and Debbie and the family has done, it, this, this ministry is what it is to these families and honoring these soldiers and, and Gold Star and all that. Is there, there was a step and just, I'm sure there was doubt. I'm sure there was all the craziness that goes along with it. But, but the, the not despising how it started and now watching this, this, this all these honored soldiers with the monument and all the things and, and going and seeing a, 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 a post office named after your son. I mean, that wasn't there how 10 years ago. It's these small beginnings. I, 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 Deborah and Hawken and, and Paul and, and this, this ministry, because that's what it is of cure to shin and, and what you've done is, it's, I'm sure you're looking back at 10 years and, and you took a step and you're like, I don't know. And now we watch God do miracles and incredible things because of your obedience. I'm, I'm blown away. Chris Strail. Just a faithful man. He and his wife who lose a son and, and say, well, we're just going to do this, this ministry that is a fundraiser for hockey and, and, and tens and tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars coming into this ministry because he took a step. It was just a small step. It was just a roller hockey game. And look at it today. It's a ministry. People's lives are changed because of these things, these steps that they're taking. How about your marriages? Same thing. Take the step. Watch what God might do. Take a step with your children. Watch what God might do. Take a step in that new adventure. Watch what God might do. Take a step of obedience and conquer that addiction. Watch what God might do. See the decisions that God has called us to make? Most, most, I'm probably general, a lot of Christians just don't make but I'll tell you this, the ones who do, 
They see the supernatural. They see God do miracles. They watch God deliver them from hurts and doubts and fears. And these people are whole and healthy. That's what I want for this church, for you. Because in about another two hours, you're going to walk out those. If you laugh and fall for that again, I'm serious, you guys. No. In a few minutes, when you walk out that door, the church, you remember that Elvis has left the building? You know what? The church has left the building. And hope goes with you. Because there's a world out there of hopelessness. And they need Jesus. And when you have a relationship with Jesus, he says he's here in you. And he goes with you. That's the church. That's what I pray for you and me. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time. God, I thank you uh, for your word. Lord, as we've gone through this series and talked about making decisions, what do you want? We've asked the question, what do you want, God? And then we just went through some practical things. God, I pray that we would be a church that hears from their Savior. God, I pray that we'd be a church that when we leave this building, God, people would see us and they'd go, what is it about you? God, I pray that the men and women in this church would, would, Lord, hear your voice as you direct. But God, I pray you'd give us the strength to take a step. The strength to start. God, you'll take care of the finish. The strength to start. God, give us the strength, the wisdom, the, give us the courage to start, Father. So that Christ Jesus might be glorified and people might know your name. I thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Pacific Point Podcast. If you would like to partner with Pacific Point Church and our church plants, you can download the Pacific Point Church app at the App Store or visit us at pacificpointchurch.com give. At that same site, you can also watch and listen to previous sermons, read follow-up blog posts and extended notes, and even connect with Pacific Point Church on social media. We hope you are encouraged today.